0: How are you guys doing? Welcome over here to the channel. I want to say thank you so much to the people who are supporting this channel on the Join Now section. I've been giving them uploads about seven hours early over there, and a lot of people have been wanting to join, but they've been wanting me to actually set up a Patreon. So I actually have to help me with all the costs. I think I'm roughly about $20,000 deep into this thing between lighting and cameras and monitors and iPads and paying my camera guys and editors and Tardio. Now we just brought him on as well. So uh, he's not here, I know, but he will be. But with that being said, it does, it does help out quite significantly. If you guys would like to help, please click the link at the very top of the description. Uh, you guys will get videos early. You guys can ask me questions. I'll comment over there. The main reason behind it is a lot of these videos do not get monetized out the gate because YouTube, uh, some, some of the content, I guess they seem, is not advertiser friendly. Uh, but I think this stuff is very important to get out to you guys every single day, and that's why we've been doing it for the last three months straight. I think I've missed one day, and it's because I was at a child's birthday party. So... There is that. But if you guys did not know, this is the mapping. So it's going to look a little bit different today than it has in the past. I've added some new stuff to it, which I'm pretty excited to show you guys. I thought it would help you guys kind of get a visual understanding on how far certain things are so you can really kind of gauge to see if they are in uh, artillery range. But out the gate, as we always do, Belarus is now expanding to use its death penalty. Yes, they have groups within side of Belarus. Uh, that have been going after the railway infrastructure and tried to slow down the movement of troops and supplies within the country. They are calling these guys and gals, they're calling them uh, rail, railway guerrillas, and they have now been seen as terrorists. They are the ones that have been hitting the railways with cyber attacks, burn down the relay panels, and destroy tracks themselves. The reasoning for giving these people the death penalty is because they have caused great damage to critical facilities, transport, military, and energy facilities. This is coming directly from the Belarusian government. Now if this wasn't on video, you probably wouldn't believe me. Okay. If I just told you guys this out the gate, but Russian State TV is now claiming that Biden himself is demanding that all the grain stock in Ukraine is going to be utilized to feed Americans and his inner circle. So please enjoy this very strange clip from Russian State TV. Конгресс США выделил Украине ещё 40 миллиардов долларов. В обмен на вооружение Байден потребовал от украинцев вывести практически весь свой запас зерна. Пути вывоза американцами уже найдены. Сотни фур, круженных зерном, через Молдавию уже вывозят это самое украинское зерно в Европу. Чтобы маршрут вывоза сохранялся, директор нацразведки США Эврил Хейвс продолжает пугать мир Путина. Во время слушаний в Сенате Хейнс выразила сомнение, что победа России на Донбассе положит конец в войне. По словам Хейнс, Путин не намерен останавливаться только на Донбассе. Главная цель Путина – расширить сухопутный мост в Крым и Приднестровье. Тема голода эксплуатируется мирового очень-очень серьезно. но Понятно, что Байдену не интересен голод Глобально ему интересны сытые американцы. Ну, по крайней мере, его ближний круг. And it's somewhat ironic that they're talking about this because it's been noted that they are literally taking stuff out of Ukraine on ships, the grain that is. So I don't, I think they're just trying to find somebody to lay the blame on. But anyway, Ukraine's military has received 34,000 armored vests, 46,000 uniforms, and more than 30,000 helmets from foreign partners in the last 10 days alone. I know that the politicians here in America are all for spending money to fight against the Russians, it seems, clearly. Now on this channel, I try to keep it as in the middle as I possibly can because I want to give you guys honest stuff. And I feel like if I I take one side, if I took the Ukrainian side, uh, the feedback I would give about mapping and what is actually going on on the ground would probably be seen more as propaganda. So that's why I try to stay in the middle and just kind of give you guys my honest opinion on everything that's going on. Now, Russian media is also talking about the withdrawing. Uh, recognition of Lithuania as a country. This is somewhat kind of strange. This is all stemming from the fact that Lithuania has recognized Russia's actions as genocide and called Russia's terrorist. Russia media is now stating that Russia should consider the possibility of denouncing a bilateral agreement with Lithuania, according to which Moscow recognizes the independence of this state. So now they're stating that they can literally take away Lithuania's independence as a state and change the name of it, which they're going to change it to, the Territory, of the former Lithuania SSR. All right, and they go on to saying that this approach would be a worthy response, and Lithuanian authorities would most likely—you know they was, this is this is the big thing—would most likely try and turn back abandoning their insulting words addressed towards Russia. Can we just can we just note one last thing before we move on? Has anyone ever noticed that the how offended Russia actually gets when people use harsh words towards it as a country, and yet it's they think it's okay for. Them to actually invade another country and not expect any backlash from the rest of the world. Just want to throw that one out there. It's a little strange, right? I don't know. I never really understood that. It'd be kind of like, I've actually used this before. It'd be kind of like me going up and punching somebody in the face randomly at McDonald's, them hitting me back, and me getting mad at them for hitting me. Correct? U.S. led sanctions are forcing Russia to use computer chips, apparently, from dishwashers and refrigerators in some military equipment. This one's a little bit on the propaganda side, but we're going to talk about it here in a second. Okay, I, okay, I don't know if it is propaganda, but you would think it is by the way that it's 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 laid out. So they apparently are getting this from an on-the-ground source from Ukrainian. It's from a Ukrainian who has said that when they find Russian military equipment on the ground, specifically tanks, it's filled with semiconductors that were taken out of dishwashers and refrigerators. Now, I'm not saying that this thing is true, nor am I trying to say that it's propaganda or trying to push the agenda that U.S. technology exports to Russia has fallen, in which it has roughly about 70 percent, mainly due to uh, their inability to actually get stuff in the country. But when I was deployed, me personally, I never came across equipment. And my first thought was not, hey, let's see what kind of computer chips they're using. You know what I mean? Kind of strange. Usually we just pick up the equipment and take it in. But I am not saying this isn't true because they may have taken these Russian tanks in by a tractor, of course, big old tractor, big old John Deere, in for maintenance. Okay. Now, if they would have taken this thing in the maintenance, they get ready to use by the Ukrainians and may have noticed that these parts are being used. That's the only way I could actually see this being a feasible thing and actually happening. I don't know. I saw it and I thought once, I somewhat questioned it out the gate just because, they started talking about the sanctions, how they're affecting Russia's ability to operate, and makes you question the motive right at the gate. But I thought I would bring it up because if you look at it from the other side, it could be seen as propaganda from the Western side of the media, or you know, they really brought this tank in to get it fixed, and then they notice, hey, wait, these don't look right. But how do they know they're coming from a refrigerator and or a dishwasher is beyond me. I don't know. Anyway, Russia is now accusing Ukraine of shelling Belgorod. This is the first time Russia's actually reported casualties inside of this area. Come like coming from directly this 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 conflict, this war. Now, these photos you guys are currently seeing are supposed to be from the shelling of this village, which I'm going to show you guys right here. So I actually have it on here. So you guys can see the town of Solki right there. I believe I said that correctly. It is roughly about eight and a half to 9 miles outside of Udi. See, look, I put these nice little blue lines so you guys have an understanding. So from Turnovo, which you guys can see we'll talk about here for a second, is 25 miles from Belgorod, and then uh, Rubizyne is 9.9, or excuse me, 9.19 miles, so 9.2 miles from vovchansk and so on and so forth, just because I want you guys to see uh, how far they are for the, we're just going to use it for the m sevens, the, the howitzers, okay, now those things have a range out to about 18 and a half miles, we'll say 18, 18 and a half miles, anyway, I want to show you guys, it is within range, but my, my main question is, uh, why would they want to waste ammunition on random civilian-held areas when it could be used against an invading force? That's the only thing I could see here, and it, it could be a possible indication that Russia actually did this on purpose. I, I don't know to escalate the conflict in some sort of way, which I don't really know. I don't know why the I don't really know why it would be escalating the conflict um, over this. But anyway, Russian deputy chairman of the Security Council said that NATO sending weapons and training Ukrainians increases the likelihood of a direct and open conflict between NATO and Russia. He added that such conflict can turn into a full blown. Of course, as we all know nuclear war i mean it seems like a weekly and daily thing almost that they're talking about nuclear war over there inside of russia almost like they are looking for a reason to do something so weird russian foreign ministry said that finland's accession to nato which everybody if you do not know finland and sweden i think in the next week or so should be uh getting all their stuff prepped and ready for joining nato uh it certainly threatens russian security and will entail russia elaborating measures to ensure its security He also said that Russia will be forced to take retaliatory steps, both of a military technical, which I don't really understand exactly what that means. If someone would like to let me know in the comments down below, please do. I don't know what military technical is and other nature in order to stop the threats to its national security that arise in this regard. Now, I don't know if that's going to be just them bolstering their chest and trying to seem bigger than what they really are. But we shall see here soon. So we're going to go down to Kharkiv. This is my mapping. Ha! You guys already know. Red Russia, blue Ukraine. Black's going to be your logistical routes and/or areas, which I'll explain if if we need to. And this is Kupiansk. Kupiansk is probably the logistical hub for the entire eastern side of the country. This black dotted line is going to be the railway. All right, the Valyuki railway, which comes out of Valyuki, Russia. You just saw. So we added some more lines. I do, I do, I do think this is a pretty good thing. So this, this area down here is controlled by the Ukrainians. It's roughly 29 miles away from Valyuki. So as of right now, if they were to have M777 howitzers down inside of this area, they could not touch Valyuki, or excuse me, Kupians, but they could touch some of these routes, 100%. They could hit some of these logistical routes that are coming into this side of the country, which might inflict a little bit of pain if they're trying to push up to Chuiv, that is the Russians. So I've updated on the map. So Ternova, which is just right here, uh, it, has been, it has been noted by multiple different sources that the Ukrainian forces have, or have actually touched the Russian border. I do not see them crossing the Russian border. I'm not going to say they're not going to do it, but it wouldn't really make sense for them to go into Russia. Okay? Then they'd probably be escalating it just a tad bit and, and force Russia to do something that they didn't want to have to do. Imagine if Ukrainians were taking over Russian towns inside of Russia. I don't think that's going to be a thing. I think they're just going to fortify their lines if, if they do do so. I will say there is another indication that there is uh, a Ukrainian force that is moving southeasternly of Kozacha, Lopan. I have not annotated it completely on this map. I just want to show you guys the line. They've got all the way here to Hoptika. So Hoptika, there has been noted that there is a Russian, or excuse me, Ukrainian element that has always pushed all the way up to the Russian border right here. But I don't know if this is 100% true. We're going to wait another 24 hours. And if this is true, this means it would be cutting off the Russian element that is needing to actually take the E-105 route back into Russia as a retreat. So the Russians that are inside of this area, if there is a Ukrainian force that is pushing over, they are cutting them off and are going to be able to set up ambushes on the E-105 route as they exfil back in to Russia. Now, I don't know what they're going to do with Kazacha lopan right here. That is the Russian forces. I have annotated it for you guys right here that they have set up and dug in uh, trench lines and set up heavily fortified positions. I don't know if they're attempting to hold off this as being one of the last held areas inside of Kharkiv, which I don't know why they would really do that because then they would be leaving open this entire route, uh, set up for ambushes and they might, these men might get cut off. I, I just don't see that being a thing. I would assume, I would assume if I was in the Russian military, I'd probably re- pull these men back and actually utilize them elsewhere inside of Ukraine. Like when I told you guys, I would see them fortifying this entire line. So the Ukrainians cannot push East. I think that's probably the smartest route for the Russians, but I'm not going to give them any, any kind of, I don't know, People always think that I'm trying to give them some ideas. If the Russian military is listening to this, these episodes and is trying to get their game plan from me, well, they've already lost. I promise you that. So uh, we're gonna move a little bit east. They have actually made some gains. Uh, the Russians is. The Russian forces have captured the city of Rubizhine today, forcing the withdrawal of Ukrainian troops out of the city and moving southwestern back into the city of sevier Nadesk. Now, I have proof of this. I have some video confirmation of this along with some geolocated images I will share with you guys as of right now. But I'll show you guys where I'm talking about on the map. So, Rubizhine has been one of the areas that has been heavily contested for the last three weeks to four weeks. For the most part, the Russians have controlled the northern part of the city and the southern by the Ukrainians. I'm not going to say that they had pushed through. It could be another Papazna thing where the Ukrainians had literally nothing to defend. So they pulled back to already fortified positions and are holding ground over there near Papazna, which is just right down here. But either way, doesn't really matter. I do believe that this video will have a little bit of evidence for them uh, pulling out. That is the Russians moving into the area of the Zarya factory. So within the video you guys just watch, you guys can actually see this building that's currently on the screen. It is encircled. So it's actually circled inside this photo for more clarification and proof that the Russians have made it to the edge of Nadesk. So I have it indicated on here that the Ukrainians are pulling back and doing a tactical withdrawal and actually retreating issue, whichever way you would like to put it, but retrograding back into more fortified uh, defensive positions. Now, the one thing to take note of that could be, could cause them a little bit of issues is this purple line. This here is the Sivirsky-Ninesk River. Now, that river is going to act as a a boundary. So if they're not able to get across the river and get supplies across that river, they're pretty much going to be stuck. And right now, Russians... I actually have them surrounded by three separate sides. And with the four side being blocked by the river, like I told you guys, that's drawn in purple. So that is something to take note of over there. And uh, that is, I'm sure it's going to be ever changing over the next week. Because we know that the Ukrainian forces did actually take back Vovzhydyka, which is just north, northwest of Nedesk, And they, they've lost it and it's gone back and forth. So we'll just have to take, we'll just have to pay attention. All right, moving over here towards Lyman. So this is just outside of Izium. Izium is over here. There is Izium right there, as you guys. I'll circle it for you guys and gals who don't know. So there's Izium. All right, so Lyman right here. There's Lyman. There's quite a bit going on on this map, so I'm just going to kind of zoom out for you guys to take a look at it. Russian forces were able to capture the town of shandrov Ooh, I almost got that one right, I think, which is right here. All right, They have captured. They are pushing south towards Lyman. They've established a new foothold in the town of Novoselvica, where they were currently heavy fighting being reported. Ukrainian forces have also been retreating their troops towards Lyman to avoid being surrounded by the Russians, which is a smart thing, because if they were to leave these men up here, they'd currently be cut off, and, well, those troops would be, they'd have to give up, or they'd pretty much just die fighting. I believe Lyman will actually end up being in one of the last holdout areas before the Russians would be able to get to now. So I believe all the men are pulling back into Lyman. It's, it has more buildings, and it's going to be easier to defend than the outerlying areas. As you guys can tell, this green area is pretty much just going to be trees and woodlands, with Lyman actually being a city. And it's very difficult for an assaulting force to actually push through an urban environment without taking high casualties. It's easier to defend, so on and so forth. Anyway... Ukrainian general staff is reporting that Russian's assaulting element has been trying to push through the village, which we are going to jack this one up completely. I I, I do promise you guys that. Let me find it here on the map for you guys. All the way down here. Here we go. All right. I'm going to try this one. I'm going to attempt it. So please get your shots ready because we're going to jack this one up. (laughs) Novabakmutvika. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Okay. This area right here and this one right here, those two towns, which I clearly cannot pronounce. I'm sorry. Sometimes it seems like Ukrainian language. They just took a keyboard and smashed it on the ground as I just don't get it. But anyway, there is currently heavy fighting taking place by both elements, by the Ukrainian forces and the Russians. Now this area has seen zero movement. And when I mean zero movement in years. So if they are ever able to get a foothold and actually push through, this would be a big deal. We know there's been a ton of fighting down in Avika and just, uh, I guess, just actually south of this. Another area is Kamyanka we talked about yesterday. So if we look at it from that type of perspective, you have an element that's moving from the north and one that's moving from the south. They actually might be making some ground. That is the Russian forces inside this area. So we will take note of this area and actually check back in on it tomorrow. I didn't actually notice that until I started looking at this. Mapping. See, these maps are good. I love doing these maps. You guys who don't know, I do make these maps myself. Uh, but other than that, that's pretty much what is going on over there in Ukraine. I hope you guys have a fantastic day. I will see you guys tomorrow with another episode. I will see you guys later. I'm out. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast.